What's up, Manny? Hello, hello. What's up, bro? Nothing much, bro. How's it going? What did you do this week? Did you watch anything? Yeah, so uh, I watched 80. This is an anime called 86. I watched the second season of it. Mm-hmm. I finished it. Sorry. That's um, okay. That's sorry. <laughs> yeah. Not too crazy. Um, I finished uh, Iggy Blinders season six. Mm. Um, he, the dude, the season, like, the dude was gonna, like, kill himself, and then, like, he didn't at the end, now, next season's coming up. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and I'm almost done with Har- Harui Suzumiya. I'm almost done with that. Oh, really? Oh, man, I was hoping that I'd get to watch that with you, but, okay. Are you enjoying it? Okay. <laughs> well, we'll talk See, about it one day, I hopefully. Think- I think, uh, I don't know. You don't know? I think, All right. uh, I'll form my own opinion. We can wait. I'm not done yet, but I got five more episodes. So, All right. Um, we'll wait. But something so bizarre happens in this show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I, I want to be surprised. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's not like, uh, let me see. I'll see. There was two seasons of that, right? Hmm. You're on the second season? I'm gonna watch yeah. I'm gonna watch the second season. Then I'm gonna watch the movie. Because mm. the, the movie is higher rated than the show. Interesting. Interesting. What? Okay. I wish you waited for me. <laughs> I wanted to watch that one. I don't think it's a worthy show for this. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'll check it out eventually. But um in terms of uh things I watched. I mean, maybe it's more important that we talk about like the elephants in the room. I feel like we should just start with like the news uh cuz the fucking yeah, the Trigun trailer. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, what do you think about it? No, no, no. They did it dirty. Yeah. Mm. They changed his hair. They changed his hair. They did. He looks completely different. Um, he looks like He looks like uh like a transgender. <laughs> <sighs> I understand. I understand. Yeah. Dude, if I had a voice, I would get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that seems to be hey, the general consensus. People don't like it. It looks like shit bro it looks like it looks like shit bro (laughs) yeah i i understand uh i i do appreciate that it's not a rehash and it's not the same thing it's doing something different like i i guess it's not like it's either like a readaptation or like a reimagining or like a prequel or something but whatever they're doing i appreciate that it's different and i appreciate that they're going for something else and I'm all, I'm going back and forth on how I feel about it. I feel like I feel like I'm being influenced by the internet. <laughs> like everyone else saying it's ass. I'm like, yeah, it is ass. But my nah, initial reaction was it, like good. I was like, I'm not, I'm still gonna watch it, but his just the hair is throwing me off. Mm. When I look at the poster, it gives me a better. I'm like, when I look at the poster, it starts to click with me versus actually looking at the show. 
and his hair is the same on the poster, but I kind of feel like I get what they're going for a little bit more when I look at it. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. And, uh, you know, I forgot that Vash's hair isn't stuck up all the time. Like when he's not wearing his coat, it is kind of like that. Like you see the comparison photos on Twitter. Yeah, I'm very mixed right now, but I want to like it. <laughs> I really do. I don't want to dislike it. I love the new designs when they're kids and like how Rem looks and stuff. I appreciate that they're still doing something different while still somewhat being faithful because I feel like everybody's angular character design looking like really <laughs> tall and skinny is very similar to how Vash and Knives look in the original anime. And it looks different, but it looks uh, same enough to where it's like, that's Trigun. Um, until you see his, his his hair. His, yeah. his whole suit's different too. Like His whole suit's different too. Yeah, I was talking about how I don't think they're going to be able to do the suit in fucking 3D. And it's just like a normal jacket now. It's interesting. That's why I think it's like a prequel or some shit. Because it looks... His arm is completely different. The suit's different. I don't know. Well, only time will tell. We'll watch it. We'll talk about it. And who knows? Maybe this will be the next Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> uh, give him the red suit. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I said, I said, what did I, I said, give him like the, the black suit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give him the black suit. <laughs> He's Morpheus. Uh, that was a good one. But uh, there's a bunch of other anime news. Like they announced like their, the solo leveling anime. Fucking. Did you see that? I mean, the trailer wasn't really anything, but. I didn't see the trailer, but I seen the announcement. Yeah. What other announcements did you see? Tell me the ones that you're aware of. I'm not aware of anything. Oh, you're not? Okay. Well, I wrote it all down, so uh, let's see. Boo, 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 boo. You're my source. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, there's a there's a manga in the same vein as, like, Spy Family in terms of being, like, one of the sleeper hits of, like, Shonen Jump Plus, and uh, it ended recently, and it just announced that it's getting an anime. I don't remember what studio is doing it, but that's one that people are looking forward to that's one to keep your eye on when it comes out Mus muscles and magic it's got a dude like on the cover he has a scar on his face and he has like a wand in his hand and he's crushing it i think something like that yeah people have said only positive things about that one did you see the fucking jobless reincarnation trailer yeah yeah Whew. that's gonna be good <laughs> i'm really looking forward to that um yeah, Jobless is fire. And then uh, another thing that is pretty awesome, fucking Panty and Stalking is getting a second season. And I know that you haven't seen that, but I've seen half of it. I didn't finish it. But from what I saw, it was something that makes me happy that it's getting a second season. And we should talk about that soon, uh, mm -hmm. sometime in the future, because that's... The studio trigger. It's Hiroyuki Yamaishi and shit. It's the kill a kill game. So yeah. it would be a very interesting show to talk about because it's it's different. There's really nothing else. There's no other anime I've seen like like it. Yeah, that's uh, it's all the important shit to talk about. I don't know if there's really anything else. How was your Fourth of July? <laughs> nothing. No, I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. I saw you playing Xenoverse. <laughs> Pick that back up. Was that was on the TV? Yeah. Oh wow. What prompted that? Uh 
some of my boys are playing now. We're just fighting in it. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. They still release DLC for that goddamn game. Still. <laughs> I just like I was just scrolling through like my news app for anime, and it's like, look at all this Xenoverse DLC. You can they're gonna release a DLC where you can play the story of the first game in the second game. That's cool as fuck. That's awesome. I even know that. That, yeah. is, that is cool. Yeah. They put all the characters they can into the game, so now they're just like, like scraping the bottom of the barrel for characters. They they got the fucking they got, the new character is Dispo or Dipso, whatever his name is. The guy that looks like Beerus. Um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, this game is. Uh, I read the other day that it's like it's the most successful Dragon Ball game of all time. Yeah, people still play it. Like people no. still play it. every time. They're like, guys, this is the last one. Is niggas still playing the goddamn game, spending money on it? It's like, all right, fine, one more. Like, oh, there's like a trailer that just dropped, and it was like new story, and it shows like cinematics and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe I should re-download Xenoverse too. I don't know. Yeah, I ended up buying DLC because um, because it's, it's it's all like half off right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, my boys had them, and I hate it when they pull out like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, they put out like all strange thing Goku. And I don't have Goku. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all like half off, so I bought it. And then like uh, my since I game share with my boy, he bought another piece, and it was just pretty much have all of them now. Gotcha, that's cool. Fucking yeah, Xenoverse. Xenoverse is good. I remember when Xenoverse Two came out, and Goku Black came out in Xenoverse Two before he came out in the show, like dubbed. Yeah, and in the game he had like a british accent i think or something like that I remember, yeah i remember yeah. something like that yeah that was very interesting and then the show they didn't do that <laughs> they're like yeah maybe not super saiyan rose Ugh, goku black is so cool man <laughs> i love goku black do you like goku black i don't like his arc you don't like his arc I, do you like any of the arcs in super i like whenever hit pulls up mm. I like the tournament. Interesting. I don't hear anything about the tournament outside of the ending. Like, I, I don't know, like, anything that happens in it. Yeah, there was a bunch of good shit happening, but it all just gets, like, overshadowed by, like, you know, Ultra Instinct. Mm, I see. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Because I started it, and he was fighting, like, the foxes. And I'm like, this is taking too long. And then I stopped. But maybe one of these days I'll hop back on. The Dragon Ball movie, it's getting closer, day by day. Uh, hopefully it... Spoilers, man. Hmm? I'm ducking and dodging spoilers. <laughs> Are there people spoiling? Do you need to duck and dodge? <laughs> really? Of course, there's always people, like, unintentionally, like, spoiling. Oh, okay. I wonder what there is to spoil. I mean, I guess it's out in Japan. Who the fuck is watching it? Just wait. It comes out in a month. Dude, people love spoiling themselves. Yeah. People... people like like want to figure like they want to know so bad <laughs> and just, like take away their own experience yeah and be that one guy in the theater like yeah so yeah <laughs> dude like the new thor movie is coming out uh, in two days and i i don't watch the trailers for the marvel movies anymore because it's more fun when i go in and i don't know anything um mm-hmm. but all my friends are like yeah bro did you know like major spoilery thing from the comics might be in the movie i'm like dude shut the fuck up like i don't care if 
that's not officially announced like don't tell me what it might be because if you're right then it's like i'm just gonna have that in the back of my head the whole time like is fucking venom gonna pop up in the background <laughs> it's just like oh, i don't know it's so annoying man god <sighs> but hopefully that thor movie isn't fucking trash this is like the the first marvel movie with like uh an avenger since uh endgame like a main, a main, like a main, a major hero. A major hero. Um, you wouldn't consider Spider-Man. You mean like one of the main, like five? Yeah, like, yeah, like the Avengers. Well, I guess the main, the main ones are Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Cap, and that's it. Uh, yeah. None of them has a movie, had a movie since. No, because Iron Man got killed. Smack. Yeah, he got. <laughs> <laughs> I am Iron Man. Bah. And then uh fucking Captain America was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Goodbye. I'm trying to get some pussy. It's been a long time. I put in the work. And then Hulk just don't get movies. And Thor Thor's movie was before the Avengers Infinity War. Like the one where he fought Hulk. Which I just watched recently because I never actually saw it. And that's one of the Marvel movies that people are like, this one's pretty good, guys. And uh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> which, one, which, which one did you just say? Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I think it's really boring for, like, most of the experience. The last 30 minutes are really, really cool, though. Yeah, I was just looking at um, the, the Thor, the Thor bitch, Thor woman. <laughs> She was, in, she, was in, she was the actor from Black Swan. Yeah, dude, I keep forgetting. Yeah, damn, she's so she's such a default like person. When I see she's her, so yeah, you play you play Skyrim like it's just her <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, that's so funny. You're like all the like blonde women you walk past in GTA. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It is it is Black Swan Girl. The interesting thing is that she was the girlfriend of Thor in the Thor movies. So seeing her like have the hammer now, it's like, oh, okay, interesting. That's, that's his girlfriend? It was his girlfriend. And then in Thor, like people didn't like that element of those movies. So when Thor Ragnarok came out, they just justified it by being like, they pulled some Ezra Miller shit and they were like, um, she's a, I broke up with her and she just wasn't in the movie like at all. And it made it a lot better. But now she's back. And, uh, yes. and, yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> it's probably not going to be bad because she, she got powers now. We'll see. We'll see. I never, I don't think I've ever watched a Thor movie. Oh, you don't have to. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. I don't have to watch any, any Marvel. You don't. No, you do not. Well, Infinity War was spectacular. Yeah. I loved Infinity War. Infinity War. Uh, Doctor Strange. Those are the two. Those are my top two. I don't know what the other ones, how the other ones rank, but yeah. Hopefully the Thor movie's good. I didn't really enjoy Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was really boring the entire time, and it wasn't funny. They didn't do shit the entire fucking movie until like the last thirty minutes, and uh, that's a hot take because everyone loves that one. Um, did you see Black Panther? Yeah. You did. I did not. I didn't like that movie. You didn't like that movie. 
I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it's a nigger on the screen. <laughs> I was so happy because it's just a black guy, but everyone shits on it. It's like oh, laughing stock. You know what I think? Mm. <laughs> it's so funny how like, like black Americans like associated themselves so much with this African, but in real life, they don't at all. <laughs> Wait, wait. I should be the one going crazy. I'm the African, right. but like black, like I get it. Like, cause some people be like, eh, it, some people do, right? But growing up, I seen even in real life today, so many like black Americans saying, saying like the most racist shit about Africans. <laughs> like some shit you expect from white people, but when Wakanda, oh God, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't. Know, it's it's kind of it's kind of stupid, but no, that's that's completely valid. I understand. So, oh, now, now you guys fuck Africans, and not because we got a movie. Mm, yeah. But in real life, it's like, bro, like, water, water. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really that's really bad. And that's coming like, <laughs> if, if I had a voice, Ali, I would be, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Better hope this doesn't pop off, Manny. All these are archived. I keep all this no, shit in. I don't, I don't want people to. I want this to pop off so people, <laughs> people fucking realize, like, bro, yeah, me. I don't give a fuck about Africans in my day to day life, but oh, we're gonna do, we're gonna do. And like, it's like, oh yeah, we got our movie. This is our movie. No, it's not. It's not your movie. You can get the Ice Cube movies. This is mine. <laughs> the fuck. Ice Cube movies. <laughs> You get fucking Friday, next Friday, and after Friday. Mm. <laughs> and fucking the Tupac joints. You don't get Wakanda. Mm. No. I feel you on that one. I think a lot of people draw a mental association of... I guess... I guess people... I don't know. It's a mixed bag. I think people just look at them and they go, they're black and they went through the same troubles that I went through. So we can relate on that regardless of the fact that we're not from the same place. Like I'm Middle Eastern. I'm from like, my, my dad is from like Iran and stuff. So I really, you could argue that I'm not black. <laughs> you could argue that like, I, you can't call me that, but I still associate with that crowd and I still identify no, with media like that. And that's, that's the thing. I'm not shitting on everyone, anyone that could like <laughs> likes the movie or like is proud, right? Because you can be proud because like black people is a black movie, but it's like I feel like the people were very possessive about it. Like this is mine. This is so like <laughs> so insane, you know? Yeah, I understand. Don't get me wrong. I uh, I don't know. Is this is this like a little? side of me is like we're like while this while it came out it was like yeah let's go let's go and everyone's like yeah let's go mm -hmm. this is that little side of me like <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you know if, i'm not like trying to shit on people mm -hmm. i understand no you're you're I valid perfect, i had a perfect explanation but i just lost no it's like everything you're saying like i could i understand two well, hours yeah. later like right before we end the call it's gonna be like all right goodbye all right goodbye ali wait i remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I didn't i didn't really like the movie though yeah people don't like it when i saw it initially i was i enjoyed it a lot but i need to rewatch it before the next one comes out uh because they're doing another one but chadwick boseman died he's <laughs> you said that like like, like i didn't know <laughs> 
Yeah, he's that was that was very much intentional. It was I was trying to channel the you know Morbius uh, because his name is Morbius like type type vibes. Morbin time. It's Morbin time. <laughs> you see the video he did with that? Yeah, it was. What did you think of that? That was, that was great. That, that was, was great. great. That was great from him. Yeah. Mm. Well, people are saying that he killed the meme. Like immediately when he posted, people were oh. like, "Not funny anymore. You've ruined it." <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but a... poor Eli. Oh. I thought it was funny too. <laughs> Morbin time. Make the. I genuinely want them to make a sequel and for them to like cheese it up and have him be like stupid the entire movie and be like, "I'm Morbin, guys." Yeah, like I want to see like. I want to see that. I really want to see that. That would be so fun. Uh, There's nowhere. <laughs> if that happened, he's Marvel, right? It's hard to explain. <laughs> he's Sony, and Sony owns Spider-Man. Morbius is a Spider-Man bad guy. That's why they're allowed to use Morbius. And technically, Morbius can cross over into the marvel like movies so yes he is a marvel character but like he's owned by sony and they have to do some fuck shit if they want to put him in the movies and at the end of morbius they take the character from spider-man homecoming the vulture they take him and they put him in morbius like he teleports into his universe like multiverse like like when oh, really? when no way home happens and it's it it's so like cringe because this character gets teleported into the universe and instead of being like where am i where's my family that i care about so much instead of him going like that he's like huh this place is interesting like he has like the worst like dialogue and then he goes to to jared leto he goes to jared leto like face to face and he's like there's a guy called uh spider-man i think he might be up to this and we should probably form some kind of team some kind of Sinister Six and Morbius is like I'm listening dun, 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 dun. credits start rolling it's like oh my god shut the fuck up and he's trapped in that universe now that good character is now in there it's like oh my god it's 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 worse than how I'm explaining it like it's it's really bad um, that's like the comically worst part of the movie and you know in the trailers they kept showing that they kept showing that in the trailers of being like yo the dude from Spider-Man Homecoming is going to be in this, but they didn't tell you that it was a different universe or anything. And the clips from the trailers, some of them were not in the movie. Some of them were not there. So it's clear that they like edited out some of the shit and they really implied that he was like going to be in the movie, like in it, maybe it being in the same universe as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's like the Venom-verse, which no one cares about. And... In the original trailer, there was a poster with with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, like, in the back. And, like, as if, like, they were part of that universe. And everyone was speculating, like, yo, what is that, bro? What is that? And when the movie came out, that was just not in the movie. <laughs> so they put that shit in the trailer to make people see the movie. And Sony, bro, it's just like Blade Runner. It's just like Blade Runner. They lie. They, they they do whatever they can to get people to see the movie. 
even if it means outright lying. <laughs> I remember seeing articles being like, can you sue Sony uh, for Mo- Morbius? <laughs> it's pretty that, funny. That's funny. Yeah. Can you sue Morbius? Can I get this bag? Asking on Reddit. And then you get like one person being like, yes, I am a lawyer. And it's like, how do I know that? Uh, what are you doing on the Morbius subreddit? Get out of here, lawyer, man. Ten years of education. Morbius subreddit, but two active, two active people. <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that there was a Morbius Discord server, and they were invited to see the movie before it came out because they were in the Morbius Discord, and it was like, come see the movie. It, I'm not even gonna get into it. It's so stupid. Uh the Morbius Discord. Who made that movie? Like director? Yeah. He's the director when it comes to a lot of these like these are factory movies where a lot of it Absolutely is a result of the studio, not of the director. So yes, there is a director's name there, but it oftentimes doesn't matter. It's just like Suicide Squad, where like this dude like made a whole movie and they're like Bro, we're just gonna change it. <laughs> like we're just not good, you know. So that that's kind of how Morbius went. So the person who directed the movie, like, he he uh didn't really have a lot of sway or like control, and he was just kind of there. It's not like he made good movies before. I don't even know who he is, but it's not anybody that anyone knows. Some Randy. Because, yeah. like, when these directors make these movies, even though like, I'm not even talking about him, but when directors make a movie. And it was like completely get shitted on. It was a bad movie, right? Yeah. I wonder what they think. Like, yeah. I wonder what going through their head. Like, they're either like, damn, no one understood my message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's like, oh, do they really think, damn, am I ass at this job? <laughs> I wonder if they really think that. It depends on the movie. Um, I think that when when Suicide Squad came out, David Ayer is the person who directed that. And he was very vocal about being like, guys, I know the movie's ass and I know my name's on it, but that's not my fucking movie. Don't make fun of me. Don't like, don't point the blame at me, okay? I didn't do shit. When, uh, whatchamacallit, when the Snyder Cut came out, you know, it had, I think it had Zack Snyder's name on it, but like underneath like the curtain, like Joss Whedon, the guy who like does the Avengers movies. Actually, I don't think it was underneath the curtain. I think they announced that. But anyways, once again, Zack Snyder's name is there, but it's not really his movie. And there was like a lot of interference. So it's like, it's it's tough. Uh, so sometimes, sometimes the people are vocal being like, yo, that's not my movie. Don't respect it. Da, 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 da. Other times, they really do, they really are passionate about what they create and they really do believe in it. And regardless of what anyone says, they will, they will fuck with what they do regardless. Like, I know that there are people out there that have movies that no one likes. Like, I know some directors are like, yeah, I still love that movie. I understand, I I understand, like, a lot of people don't like it, but I fuck with it. Like, Zack Snyder is one of those people. Like, a lot of people don't like the Snyder Cut and, like, you know, Army of the Dead, but a lot of other people do. You know, so, uh, 
but th there's definitely people that make a movie and it's just straight up ass like they made a movie and it's like just genuinely bad and there's like nothing to it i do wonder what they think because they're the quiet ones they're they're the ones that don't talk bro do you, like i wonder how they're doing <laughs> yeah they're going to bed looking at like the imb rate imdb rate like <laughs> and they're like nah that's yeah. what's five yeah <laughs> Yo, I wonder how the dude dude who directed Dragon Ball Evolution, like, I wonder what, how he, how he's doing, how he's sleeping. I saw something about that, like, a day ago. Apparently, he said, uh, he just needed, like, cash. Like, he, he was like, he needed money, so he just made a movie. Of course. That, that's how it be, you know? That's how it be with, with, with those, like, studio projects. There's no, there's no director that's like, yeah, bro, I'm trying to make the Dragon Ball movie. Like, <laughs> no one's out here like that. Um, Yeah. <laughs> That's such an interesting movie. Yeah, there's a lot of cases like that. I can't think of any right now, but a lot of people make yeah. some shitty movies, man. Um, well, in terms of what I watched, I, I finished Kenobi. I never talked about that um, on last episode, but Kenobi was bad, like, front to back until the last episode. The last episode, he fights Vader. And obviously, when Obi-Wan fights Vader, it's going to be cool. And it was cool. It was really good. And uh, I like the final fight. It should have just been a movie. You know, like Star Wars did so bad, like like the the new movies that Kenobi was supposed to be a movie, and they were like, no, 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 slap that shit on Disney Plus. No, and and so Kenobi's like really, like it really shows that they like stretched it out, and it like isn't justified being the length that it is, um, which is a shame. <laughs> and it looks, I don't want to say it looks like the Flash. That's taking it to an extreme, but. It's it's got low production value. It doesn't look good. Uh, it doesn't look like a good show. Um, but fucking uh, last episode was good. And then I finished Stranger Things season four. And I know that you don't watch it. And I know that I spoke negatively of it when I watched the first episode. But after watching all of it, season four honestly really pleased me. I'm very happy with how it ended. And... I think that you would enjoy it. I recommend Stranger Things. Um, even season two and season three, which I don't think are amazing. I think that they're pretty decent in the grand scheme of of other shows. And Stranger Things just has some of the best characters. Like like those characters carry the show no matter how, like how mid the story can get. Uh, which I can't say for every, every show. Yeah. Uh, shit was good. Um, I loved it. It's the talk of the town right now. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out if you're interested. Uh, season one of Stranger Things is an eight out of 10. And then season two, three, and four, I think I would give a seven to each one. Um, but season four is my second favorite out of all of them. So check that out if you're interested. And uh, I think that's all I got. I don't think I watched anything else besides the movies that we watched fucking let's start with mm, mm. god got like a lot of bangers i don't know which one to start with i guess we can start with uh maybe we can start with akira maybe yeah, yeah. so i'm glad that you watched it um i watched this one like a week ago it's been a little while but i think um 
I think everything that I got to say is still like fresh in my head. When did this movie come out? Fucking 1988. Yeah. How many years after Blade Runner is that? I think it came out in four or six, 84, 86. Mm. Yeah. Well, the Blade Runner of anime. The Blade Runner of anime. Exactly. This and Ghost in the Shell. Oh, 1982. I know it was an even number. Mm. Yeah. Well, I uh, obviously enjoyed it. Um, I feel like this is. I feel like this is the true sequel to Blade Runner. I I kind of feel that way. Like I obviously like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but this one, like narratively, like what it represents, especially with the ending, um, I think that it is so cool, like in how it follows the original Blade Runner as a movie, even though they're not connected. They're both about Neo Tokyo. The setting is basically the same. Obviously, the original Blade Runner doesn't take place in Tokyo, but it's it's kind of the same shit. Um, you know, there's got the tall buildings that represent like the industry like the industrial shit like taking over and on the ground floor everything's all fucked up there's a lot of trash everywhere there's prostitutes walking up and down um you know there's corrupt higher higher ups in the system it's a corrupt society in a futuristic world and uh i really just love how akira handles it um spoiler alert for viewers how like it just blows it up at the end which is like the only way you can really have a happy ending in that kind of setting well, the happiest ending, excuse me, that you can have in that kind of setting. I think that's really cool. I love this movie. Uh, I don't really even know where to start. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, the movie is it is good. But I think I, I was losing a lot of focus in the movie. I feel like it, the movie didn't really keep me too interested. Mm, yeah. One thing, one thing that's kind of thrown me off is um, Buddy... Uh, the, um, the psychic guy, the guy who got the psychic powers, Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Uh, <laughs> he uh, it's funny when like whenever a random character or like a random like an NPC would come near him, he would like instantly like blow them up. <laughs> whenever like the general would like try to stop him, he would like do the psychic power, but he just missed the general. It happened right. like six times. Oh really? <laughs> uh, he just happens to miss, but when, if it's someone else, he like blows him up <laughs> but um you know i feel like you know of course like the movie the movie looks really good yeah it's incredible um the, the, i love the backdrop of neo tokyo the buildings i like i like the backdrop more than like the than the blade runner back, uh, backdrop yeah it's way more vibrant it has much more character that's what i would say yeah. for neo tokyo it's a character in and of itself the city like looking, looking outside into into the city, like the the structures are just like massive, massive. Yeah, I know. Like they're insanely massive. Uh, it looks dope. And when you go into the streets and shit, and like it's all the lights, it's super vibrant, so super bright. Um, it's like Neo Tokyo is really a character itself, right? Yeah. And they even went on the on the dirt bikes and shit. Not dirt bikes. On the motorcycles, and they go through the chases, and they like mm-hmm. they go to like slums part yeah and like it's so like it's highly detailed like just the trash the garbage like yeah. the world fucked up the sidewalks are fucked mm-hmm. up all types of shit like that so yeah. the backdrops and everything regarding to the city is like is like perfect yeah and um, that's that's what i love about this movie it manages to communicate 
like what this setting is like, what the environment they're in is like, and and how it's affecting the characters and the story without really ever directly telling you. Um, and I I love that it it has it has the breakneck pacing of an '80s anime. Like it's just like Wicked City and Ninja Scroll, where it's like we don't want to stop because this is an 80s OVA and we kind of want people to buy this on DVD. So like, it, it's just like that, but it, it, um, it definitely has something more to say than that. And it knows how to say it while still having that breakneck pace. At least to me, the pacing is like really good. Cause is there's just always something new to see. There's always like a new place that they go to and the characters for me, I forgot how much these dudes are just like niggas, bro. It's just like, hey, bro, I got my girl. Like, it's, it's. I love that they're just such a gang. It's, it, it reminds me of, of like, of like us, when like when in high school. It reminds me of, like, you know, just running away from the teachers and, and stuff. And they got like, uh, you know, it's, it's not just like, oh, that's just on the surface. Like, that's woven into the story. Like, that's the whole plot. The fact that they're like a crew and. And they're in like, uh, what do they call themselves? The capsules. They call themselves the capsules yeah. and they fight the clowns and they constantly bring them up throughout the movie. It's like a major part. And it really justifies like why uh, Kaneda and Tetsuo are the way they are, especially Tetsuo. Tetsuo is like, like, leave me alone, bro. Like, I just think about Kyanjo. <laughs> it, just, it just reminds me of him. Like, ah, I feel like if Kyanjo got superpowers, I genuinely like no bullshit i feel like he would be tetsuo like fuck you manny and you're like Kyojo! <laughs> with your giant laser rifle hopefully he wants you to me hopefully he does it like he can fucking take over and do whatever but yeah. hopefully he brings me up when so. <laughs> yeah kyanjo would not kyanjo's not jealous of anybody he's he's he loves himself too much <laughs> yeah shout out, shout out to kyan yeah shout um, outs yeah, but you know, uh, you know everything to the the outfits are dope. Hell yeah! Even um, even with this, this is just like the other movie we watched, Lahane. I was saying high name before, but it's Lahane. Oh, okay. Thank um, you, because I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, it's like uh, you see, like they show like the rich areas. You see how people dress. Blah blah blah. You see how like everything looks expensive and stuff, and then like they go to the slums, and then they go to outside. You see, look inside. So yeah, that's it's all dope. And um, what was you saying before? We started talking about Kendrick. Uh, I was talking about like the oh, characters they're, and how they're friendships and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all feels genuine. Um, you this... know, like when... I was gonna say this could easily like the story that this is. There's no reason why it couldn't be like a 26 episode anime, but I'm glad that it's not. I'm glad that like it it works better in this truncated format because um, mm-hmm. you just get to see like little snippets of their life and that gives it a little bit more value because it's doing a lot with a little. Yeah. And the, and the little things count. Yeah, um, they do. Even scenes like when, uh, when Tetsuo steals Kaneda's bike and yeah. they all like go after him. Mm-hmm. And he gets like he's getting beat up and shit, and they all roll up. <laughs> like she like that's cool. Yeah, um, I like that. So that's a plus. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I think uh, I like how this the psychic powers look. Yeah. I like the sounds they give off as well. Mm, that's a really good. That's a really good observation. Cause like, mm. do they ever really ever? They don't. I don't think they ever really show. 
is there like a visual to be associated with it? Sometimes it's just something slowing no. down and like a sound effect. Or something. Yeah, I like the like whenever like you like charge up his hair would fling mm -hmm. the air would rise and then yeah. you like do it but like the way it's so like the animation so smooth like you can see the psychic like moving through the ground yeah. and like, hitting the target mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's done so well even though like you don't see it it's like you can see like building right. up yeah it, it looks so dope I and the, you know the sound, the sound they do the sound that, like that happens when they do it like it's, mm -hmm. it's cool it is really cool uh I love the soundtrack in general. I love like, usually when you go like watch YouTube videos, it's like, I love that it, like in the YouTube videos, they're like, do, 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 do. Like it's like dubstep in the background or electronic like 80s shit. But I, I love the soundtrack in this movie. It reminds me of like, uh, I wouldn't say it's like Blade Runner. It's, it's more unique than that. Um, I, I fuck with it. You don't fuck with it? No, I don't think I did. Mm. I feel like it was too like, what? I don't know. I feel like I don't feel like it like fit the setting. Mm. Yeah, ha 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 like it was like it was like people chanting. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of the music. You know when they rolled the credits and the music's going. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even like it. I didn't like that one either. I see. It is it is unique though. It, it definitely stood out, but I feel like it didn't fit the setting. What else? The Akira slide. I, I recognize it right when they when they pulled up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's in like everything. There's like a YouTube video that's like, here's an Akira slide in like a bunch of things. It's like in yeah. Adventure Time. It's in fucking everything. Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Bunch, of like, bunch of anime. Mm -hmm. Shit like that. That's dope. That is really cool. It's funny how like they, they picked like that particular scene. Like out of every, everything else, they like that slide right there. Yeah. <laughs> and like the way people like, uh, do like use it in a, like a reference way is like so creative because they'll do it with like a bike a bicycle yeah they'll do it in, like, they do it in numerous ways and really dope but you know like the the bikes the bikes in the movie they're so like the bike is the character is the character itself it's yeah. so cool mm -hmm. like the stickers they had on it like, yeah i'm surprised those bikes aren't in like cyberpunk well you need to pay for that like there's licensing and stuff you know you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay no, no, to get put the bike in. Thing, but right. Like a similar model. Because mm. that's a cool ass bike. Mm -hmm. And I feel like uh. I didn't, I took for granted what it represented like narratively in the story because it definitely has more significance than just being cool uh, and mm -hmm. looking pretty. It's like Kanada's bike and Tetsuo wants it for himself and he's like jealous of Kanada. And I don't know, there's a lot of nuance to it. I can't really, I don't really know. The, the I don't know the new ones behind it, but I know that it it, it means something. Uh, cause... I like how at the very end when like the explosion happened and they show like the bike the bike got fucked up and like even in the, still in the end he like he's still riding it even though it's like fucked up we see like the mm -hmm. fucked up uh, wheels and shit. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a nice touch. That was nice, yeah. Cause I thought the bike was like completely done, mm -hmm. but you know he's riding with it. Right. Other dude pops a wheelie. It's like that was a dope scene. Yeah, it's it, funny. Like, feel like that. They don't have to do that. They don't. They don't. But they did. I re I really like that. The fucking the bike kind of represents like you know all there's all this crazy stuff happening in the city. Like there's death and like murder in the streets. There's like prostitutes, corrupt politicians. There's a lot of like evil stuff happening. Like crazy shit in Neo Tokyo, but. 
underneath all that is just these kids kind of fucking around and fighting with each other and like dealing with their youth and tetsuo this character that gets this like godly power the first thing he does is like you know he wants to take kanada's bike <laughs> you know and i think that's i think that's cool and like every single time the bike comes into play in the story you know in that ending when he's like riding it and it's like completely fucking broken it shows that he still kind of has his youth despite everything that happens to him you know he's still like a human being because he's not a grown-up yet he doesn't have to deal with the troubles of the world that everyone else has to deal with i love all Mm -hmm. of his dialogue with like the female character i don't remember her name but he's like hey you want to go out sometime (laughs) it's it's cool it's like i can relate to that a lot yeah i feel like this movie is a lot deeper than i'm able to give it credit for i i can't really there's like that speech in the prison where she talks about like the amoeba or whatever they or however you pronounce it and she talks about how like if an amoeba got like human intelligence like what could it do as that like what capabilities and i guess that's an analogy for tetsuo but it's hard for me to kind of draw that one-to-one it's um i don't really understand the comparison entirely there's a lot about this movie that i wish i could take more notes on i wanted to rewatch it but I don't, yeah i couldn't i couldn't really pick apart shit like that yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I was hoping that you did. You was gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hoping that I did too. It's okay. I, uh, you know, we can always just watch it again one day. It's it's fine. Yeah. In the manga, they do explain all of this, and obviously, I I don't want to kind of cheat per se and like read the manga because I don't get the movie. But I was hoping to read the manga so that I could get a better understanding of what the movie was trying to say and stuff. Uh, but Maybe we'll save that for the next time. I, I think if I were to say like what this movie is about, it's it's just about these this city caving in on itself and the society like crumbling around itself and Tetsuo and like the numbers are only the way they are and they only come to fruition because of like the world being the way that it is. Like they wouldn't blow up Neo Tokyo if Neo Tokyo didn't suck and it didn't like put them in the situations that they were in. It's very similar to like Lahaine. Lahaine. Yeah. Lahaine. Excuse me. It's very similar to that in the sense that it just um, you know, these kids like kind of want to rebel and they, they're fucking mad, you know. They're not gonna listen to the adults because the adults are fucking stupid. And I resonate with that. I do I do emotionally connect with that. That's why the explosion happens in the beginning of the movie with Akira. Like the explosion, like at the very beginning, that's Akira blowing up the world, and then at the end, it's uh, Tetsuo, kind of. Well, I guess it's Akira, but I guess Tetsuo becomes the explosion because of Akira. It's really complicated. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. I, now, I one thing this movie does have is a incredible opener. Yeah. Even after the explosion, mm-hmm. the movie still like has a great opener with all the bike scenes, like in the middle of the game fight and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. That explosion at the start is crazy. Yeah, I remember I do kind of remember this movie, at least like in the beginning, like scene for scene, because they give you the intro where it shows them all on the bikes and then it immediately after that you get like development of those characters by just watching them hang out and watching Tetsuo like chill with the little girlfriend and like all of them like go to school and stuff and and then you immediately get the girl that was in the beginning of the movie. So it that's why I say like it has like a good pacing because it uh it's constantly showing you the new shit. It's not wasting any time. But I think the the message of this movie, um, 
based on the ending like tetsuo he gets the ultimate power to like destroy neo tokyo and neo tokyo kind of fucked tetsuo over by like creating a society that didn't really help him that kind of fucked him over and he was only the way that he was because no one really wanted to help him out and that's why his power unleashed i guess that's why he was like able to like blow up the world and turn into a giant fucking monster and I guess at the end of the movie, Tetsuo himself turns into a universe. I guess that's the idea. When he like turns into the explosion and then Kanada goes inside of it and sees all of his memories. I guess the idea is that Tetsuo is the explosion. And then when the explosion converges on itself, Tetsuo just kind of like becomes a part of Kanada. Like he, his soul, I guess, is in that. And his soul is just a part of Kanada and he lives through him now. And now they're going to rebuild Neo-Tokyo, but with the memory of Tetsuo and kind of built off of that empathy of trying to make a world where someone like him can live in without being upset. So there's a lot that I don't understand about this movie, but I do feel like I got the main point. And I think that's it. I think it's just about the youth of the kids. But uh, yeah, not much else for me to say. Uh, I know that was very quick, but... I didn't really take notes. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. Um, well, yeah. I, I'm, this was just like the one that we squeezed in. We don't have to like do a fucking research paper on every single movie that we watch. I don't have time to be doing that all the time. <laughs> so uh, I'm happy that you watched it. I'm happy that we got to bring it up uh, quickly. And maybe one of these days we'll return to it when, I don't know, Katsuhiro Otomo's next movie comes out because he's working on another one. Orbital Era. And the poster looks mm. fire as fuck. And everyone's so excited for it. But he's probably going to work on that shit like in the same way that Miyazaki worked on fucking works, works on his new movie. Probably not going to come out any goddamn time soon. It's been three years since Miyazaki announced like how do they live like his new movie. And I don't remember what they said, but they said like a, a really s- small number for like how far the movie's done. It was like, yeah, bro, it's like 10% done. It's like, it's like, it's been three years. And he's like, I know he's old. And Miyazaki's like, bro, don't get excited for it. Like, don't wait for it. It's going to take me a long ass time, like a long time. I don't know if he's going to finish, but it's okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. But one other, I was going to say one other thing that is interesting to mention is that Katsuhiro Otomo wrote the manga. And he is the manga author and he directs the movie. That is very unprecedented. You never see that. And I think that's really cool because the movie came out before the manga ended. So the idea for the ending of the movie played into how he decided to end the manga. Like he didn't really know as he was making the manga how it was going to end until he had to make the movie. And I think that's really cool. I think it goes to show that the structure of this movie is not limited to like, I have to adapt it accurately. Like because it was him, he was like, "How, how can I make this work in like an hour and 40 minutes? And have it not be ass, um, like, you know, Fist of the North Star or some shit. And I think he did a great job. So, yeah, we don't have much to say, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna stick to my very high rating because I, I do feel like what I do get from this movie, even though I don't get all of it, is more more than enough. So, I'm giving Akira a nine out of ten, and uh, there's definitely a lot more to chew on, but that's that's the rating I got for now. What do you got? Give it an eight. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about this again. Um, and Ghost in the Shell. That's the other that's the other big chungus anime movie we haven't really discussed in full. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to rewatch that. Yeah. All right. So um, 
Do you want to talk about uh, Lahaine or Videodrome? Either one. You can you can pick, bro. <laughs> um. Uh, let's do Lahaine. Let's do Lahaine. This is your movie. Introduce it. Lahaine. Lahaine. Yes. Lahaine. Lahaine. The guy from Black Swan. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. my boy's back. Mm-hmm. Fresh cut. Young. Not touching on fucking girls no more. Yeah. yeah. I was a gang member in France. Um, I see. I found this movie on TikTok. I think I told you last time. And uh, the video was movies you got to see before you die. Right? Yeah. So he showed it. It looked cool. It was black and white. And, it was just, and uh, what really made me want to watch it was the black character. I saw him. Mm-hmm. I knew it was, it was French. And I saw him. And I feel like I've seen him before with with the braids and stuff. And I was mm. like, I want to watch this because then I recommend that we watched it. Um, cool. When this movie come out? 1996 is my guess. I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> it was yeah. in the 90s. It's pretty yeah. recent. This is like, huh? 1995. 1995. Yeah. This is like the, this is like the Tupac movies of France, right? Yeah, a lot of people compared it to Do the Right Thing, which I've never seen. Have you seen that? Okay, do you know what that movie is? The Spike Lee police brutality movie? That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, this movie, the movie is really, I really like this movie. And one of my favorite things is that the characters are all from different places. Yeah. One dude's black. One of them is from the Middle East. And I forgot what the other guy is. But they all they all they all come from different cultures. Mm-hmm. But and they're not they're not French. They're not like right like, off purely French. But it's interesting seeing how like uh that's how it, I know that's how it is in France. Like I think the dude's uh, Arabic. Mm-hmm. Like you got the Arabics, you got the blacks, you got whatever I gotta search it up, but like they encompass most of the the slums or hoods, and uh, I like how they I like how they they brought you know like a true representation for the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know like France is going through like a police brutality thing at this time. Yeah, me neither. Feels very educational. I know, yeah, it was. Um, but I really enjoyed it. What did you think? I really enjoyed it too. This movie was a very pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting it to be this. I wasn't expecting the movie to be about this at all. But it was it was very very cool. I loved I loved that the movie was basically just three niggas. Jewish. Say again. That dude was Jewish. So Jewish. Yeah. Interesting. I know it's not a race, but. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I. I enjoyed it. It was it was really good. I yeah. like I like that it's just three niggas hanging out. It's just like Akira. It's just dudes it's just chilling like, just and just vibing and then shit goes wrong. It's just like Akira. Like they they explore fucking they go to the slums and they go to the, the rich areas like to Paris. You can just see the differences in the, the settings. Like you go to one of that boys' houses, it's all like small, cram packed mm-hmm. and like in the, near the end of the movie, he goes to like that that mansion place. And they're all just like, you know, yeah. 
they go to like the art gallery thing, whatever, mm-hmm. and like they clearly don't fit in with the crowd. Right. Um, and then you know they act out because mm-hmm. that's you know that's like the fallen society thing has like made them like this. Right. To like act out like in that sort of way, and then like everyone's just looking at them crazy, and then the dudes throws the door, and he, I forgot what he says. I think he says, um. It put a smile that, on my face, whatever he did say. I remember he like, said, like, he either said troubled youth or, like, something blah, 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 the ghetto. Mm. And it's like... Yeah. Uh, it's, like, how he expected them to behave, and then, like, they actually did. Mm-hmm. And it, what really surprised me was when the, the black dude fucking flipped the table over. Yeah. Because he's not really, like... That did surprise me. You'd expect him to be, like... I'm the nice one of the gang. I don't really like being ghetto, but I think I, I I think I misunderstood his character up until that point. I think he is kind of the more mentally calculated one, but he is still a ghetto hood boy and he still will act a fool, but he kind of has his screws tighter than the other guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was was my favorite character. Actually, not take it back. I like the, I like the white guy, the black swan man. Yeah, but he was so good. He was good. great. Yeah. So that scene where he's in the bathroom mm-hmm. and uh he's like, you know, I turn the other cheek and and like they they kill us and da, 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 so I fight back cuz like I I resonated with that a lot. I I re- cuz he's he is a fool. He is a he is an insane man, but in that moment you yeah. can like understand him completely like, yeah. I I get it, you know. And yeah, that's yeah. that's how yeah. we that's how we've been acting especially now in our in America that's like what we've been doing like uh like you know when the George Floyd thing happened and like there were all the riots like um you know during that uh there's like there's a video on channel 5 I don't know if you've seen it when they were doing like the when like Derek Chauvin whatever his name was was getting like convicted there's like a channel mm-hmm. 5 video and oh my god it's like I knew that I knew when Andrew made that video, I knew he was like, yo, this shit's amazing, bro. This is gold. He's like in front of a burning building and there's like a black guy like there. And he's like, he's like, this is how we feel. This is how mad we are. That's all I got to say. And it, it's one of, it's like one of the coolest like shots in like any of his videos. It's so fire. Literally <laughs> the video, the building is like on fire in the background. And, um, you know, you can say whatever you want about like, oh, you guys are delinquents. Like, you guys need to do peaceful protests. This is counterintuitive. Look, it's working. All right. We did that. And and I think things are changing. And, you know, if we really want to continue this conversation, like uh, not saying that this is a one to one, but there was like another like mass shooting like yesterday. And, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, let's just say when things are taken to the extreme and things happen over and over again, you got to make your voice heard. You got to let people know that you're not going to put up with this shit. Tetsuo blew up the entire fucking city because everyone was pissing him off. <laughs> and, and this guy was about to blow the brains off a cop. Uh, but he's not Tetsuo. He doesn't have superpowers. He no. just he just copped a gun off a copy. Yeah. Yeah. He he was a great character. Uh, he That scene where he's in the bathroom and he's like talking to himself. Mm-hmm. I learned off force majeure how like they do the camera work for these scenes well not force majeure didn't do it but i learned off watching a video about force majeure uh like they got a stunt double like a skinhead like the camera is like behind him 
Mm -hmm. the, the Thunderbolt, right? Because it looks like he's talking to a mirror, but then like when he goes to spit in the sink, like the camera goes into the mirror. So now like you think it's like you like you should see see the camera behind him, right? Right. But this no mirror, there's just a square, and now it's the real actor. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, I learned that a little film magic. Like, camera. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. That's really cool. Because you, like, you don't notice it because the stun double looks just like him when he comes up. Mm. The, the camera should be behind him. It's, it's cool. But that scene when he's just like, he's like, he's like uh, hyping himself up in the. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he was, that was like crazy. He's like, like, what'd he say? What'd he say? Bro, it was just, yeah, it was. It reminded me so much of Taxi Driver. Like, ah, you, is he talking to me, bro? Is he, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in French, and he had like he had like such like childish like expressions, mm -hmm. like his face he was like. Yeah. Oh yeah. You but know, he, you he, know, like people here, you know, people here do that. Like, like there are some I, people like that. Absolutely. I I love I love how not different like those both of those cultures are. All right. Yeah. But he yeah he was incredible. But, you know, with him, you know, he got the gun. He's obviously, he's been frustrated because his boy was in the hospital. He got the gun. Now he thought he was like, like a, a menace to society. Mm -hmm. Talking big, got the gun, started talking crazy. But, you know, and like the black guy notices that he's not like that. He's not truly like that. And like scenes where like, you know, he... The, the group gets arrested and he runs off and he hang he hangs out with the other group and when the other dude like shoots the guy yeah and he just he's yeah. like flabbergasted like he can't even like believe it mm -hmm. and it's like it's like you know like if he was really like about all that talk he was saying he wouldn't be like so like flustered by seeing this right because right. like this is the type of shit he was talking about but like once he's seen it firsthand he was like and then you know the scene where like they fucking get the skinhead guy and the black dude's like yeah shoot him go ahead do it right all that shit he was talking do it <laughs> and he didn't do it um and then you know i love at the end of how he's like he gives the gun to the black dude he's like yeah. confessing like yeah mm -hmm. i'm not that type of guy yeah that's like all like all talk right so i, lo I love the little character arc he goes through i know he's he's it's, it's so satisfying for him to give him the gun back because he's such like a fool the whole movie so for mm -hmm. him to like learn a lesson, it's yeah. very satisfying. Cause you didn't, yeah. you, I really did not expect that. I didn't expect him to not kill a guy. He was, it was very mature. He, yeah. uh, even though the, the movie's really short, but you can definitely just see like how like he, the movie like shown his growth. And it was, I think it was really good. I thought it was really well done. And, uh, you know, the ending, the ending reminded me of the, uh, departed with, uh, I haven't seen Dicaprio. that part. Of it. I haven't seen it. You haven't? No. It's like it's like the same thing. Like okay. it's just a flash ending. Like, mm -hmm. Everything's going good, then bow bow, you know. Mm. Yeah. So something like that. But you know, the ending definitely caught me off guard. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. I feel like it represents so much more than I than I can really digest right now. I know it really does. Yeah. Ali, if, I know it does. I seen like I read an art. Not art. I read like a, a little like essay about it. And uh, I forgot what 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 it was like the meaning was, but 
it had it had a good meaning mm. yeah so yeah the movie kind of explains like its whole meaning in that final line uh low key not mm. I, I think there's even more depth to it than just like that so far so good so da, 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 da. but uh that did encapsulate the whole thing and i think it makes it easier for me to understand what the movie's trying to say basically just like it's you know that's exactly what they say in the ending society is telling you it's telling itself so far so good things are going fine like things are obviously bad but we're not really doing anything about it a lot of people are trying to do something about it but they know like deep down that it's not going to change anything and you only really want to make a real change once you land you know once once you fall yeah it's like I feel like you you kind of hit the nail with the whole society thing yeah it's like even though like the character went through this whole growth he matured you've seen him mold throughout the whole movie like society didn't like grow with him yeah you know? society still like held him back mm-hmm. it was a cop because of my other cop yeah yeah and it that was like it's crazy me at first i didn't know that it was a cop they dressed very normal yeah but he <laughs> you know you see him grow throughout the movie and you know now you're happy for him right you expect him to make some changes right mm-hmm. but then like it's crazy how like a person of authority right like is the one who just took his life you know mm-hmm. yeah so it's like society society has like catching up to do society has like growth to do on its own mm. and just because you grew out of it doesn't mean it's like gonna grow with you right. it's still like tuck you back in mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what i took away i was i was actually very sad at the end me too I was actually i was devastated yeah in uh um you know i think his name's hubert the black guy he walks up points the gun at the cop and it's like the whole like arc that the dude went through now is being like recycled with the fucking black guy. Yeah. Now he's mm-hmm. now he's like fuck all that shit, right? Right. Um, and then the other character, you know how the movie starts? Like it starts by the gun sound, and then like, the other dude like opens his eyes, and the movie starts. Now yeah. it's like he it's like how in the ending closes it. Now it's like another story will begin, just mm-hmm. like this one. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also think the way that they said the line in the beginning where like they don't say the society part, but they say the so far everything's good. It's how you land. Maybe they said it that way because you are going to watch the movie through the perspective that it's talking about the characters. So when the when the character goes through the arc and he like, you know, comes out the other end and quote unquote lands on his feet, maybe. Right. Uh, You know, like someone else you know falling down and being so far so good kind of like fucked him up in the end and then you realize oh this is a result of society at large um yeah yeah that's really cool yeah. um this is just like the aniba thing you saw about akira like they had that little thing in, in the bathroom with mm-hmm. the old guy and he was talking about like the dude had his two hands on his pants and yeah. whenever he tried to like get grabbed the dude like his pants is fall so he just pick up his pants yeah um yeah i i i feel like that was a very one-to-one analogy just saying like uh the dude couldn't keep up with the friends if he kept acting a fool but maybe the, i feel like there was even more depth to that that i'm not like tapping into 
I think I think the dude was talking about pride. Mm-hmm. I think he mentioned pride in his speech, but it's like um, the dude like trying to grab on was like was too prideful to like let his like undies show. So he's like, yeah, like, he's like lost his life over pride and like mm-hmm. kept picking up his pants instead of like, right. You know, that's I, I think that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what I was saying. But uh, the actors, he's like fucking five three, like looks so funny. <laughs> just like randomly in the bathroom, yeah. like listen to kids talk about killing cops. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got a tail. I got a tail for you guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, I like how I like I like the black the black and white as well. Yeah, me too. I love the fact if it was in color, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. I feel like yeah. the way it was shot would only work in black and white i feel like it was thoughtfully uh uh shot in like a way where it being in black and white would accentuate like certain elements of like the thing um yeah you know they were in the gym and like gym would be like really dark and there would only be like one light in the gym and that looks really cool when it's in black and white Uh, a bunch of shit like that this movie would have looked really weird if it was in color the way it was shot yeah but, but yeah. that's about all I got. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy I watched it. Me too. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And, it, I, and I, I think the movie did very well in its short runtime. And the three main characters were great. And yeah. I think it was enjoyable throughout. So mm-hmm. Give this movie an 8 out of 10. Nice. This is definitely a movie I'm going to watch again. Um, I'm going to try to see if there's any more to understand about it. I am going to give it a seven out of ten. I love the characters. I love, I love everything about it. It's good. I love it. All right. Now let's talk about my recommendation from last week. I recommended Videodrome from 1982. <laughs> a lot of 80s movies. Um, well, no, Lahane was not 80s. That was 90s. But yeah, I recommended this movie uh, because I saw it last week. In the in the week that we went to go see Force that we went to watch like Force Majeure and Pancreas, this movie was a movie that I was gonna see in the theaters. And I've heard about this movie for a long time. So this is a movie that is, you know, it's got status to where like people still talk about it despite it coming out a long time ago. And uh I didn't want to take the risk on a movie I didn't know anything about, so I just recommended Force Majeure. But immediately when I saw this movie, I was like, fuck, I wish I recommended this to Manny. <laughs> um, I, I feel like this movie, the reason why I recommended it is because it reminds me so much of fucking Satoshi Kon. It is, in my opinion, it's just like Paprika. It's talking about like, you know, media and how it affects us and perception, perception and and like, you know, what it does to us at the end of the day. And it's so crazy because this shit predates all of that. Like this comes before Perfect Blue. And when I watched this movie, I was like, obviously Perfect Blue and Paprika, they they have, from a filmmaking standpoint, they have stuff that's much more like, oh my God, that was a great transition and da 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 There's so much more interesting like filmmaking at hand in those movies. But in Videodrome, like the concept is is fully fleshed out (laughs) no pun intended the same way that 
<laughs> it was in paprika and um uh i i loved it it's it's uh have you ever seen family guy like mm. you know uh do you know the character james woods in family guy like no okay well look him up uh tell me if you've ever seen him he's like a recurring character in family guy and he's just the actor in this movie like the actor's name is james woods and the joke at family guy is that it's the real actor whenever they like hey it's james woods and he's like ha ha fuck you peter i'm gonna take lois with me and i love the way he acts in this movie because all i could think about was family guy i know that family guy did a joke where like i don't know peter's like fucking hugging the goddamn tv making out with it or some shit i know family guy would would do a joke on that they always love to reference movies and shit but um i you know I, I feel like this movie is just like perfect it's 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 more like perfect blue than it i mean it has an element that i like from all of them like it has the 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 hallucinations and the commentary of like do movies matter more than the real world like of paprika it has the sexual stuff from perfect blue and it has like the you're watching a movie in a movie like while watching a movie and of millennium actress it has like all those elements and they just tie in uh in a way that i think think is really fucking cool um i could go i could go by like beat for beat but that's 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 like the gist um there's there's so many parts that i like with the tv and it coming alive and it like being a part of him um but yeah let me let me know what you think before i before i continue um I think the movie is. I think I, I thought I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Um, but when when I compare it to the other like the Cone movies, I feel like this one, this one like I just I really just can't get behind it. The whole video drone thing, mm-hmm. like I get it, but like the like the content contents in like video drone, maybe I'm missing something. Like how did it, like how does it make you like. Uh, Go crazy or something like that um like logically in the context of the movie or how does it make me as if you were go oh my god like what kind of crazy no, like like in the in the movie well i immediately draw the comparison like when you see a really tantalizing uh like thing of pornography that you like you've never seen before like something that goes beyond your comfort zone and something that you think is like degenerate and debauchery, like I would never be into that. And then you you watch it and you're like, oh, what the fuck? And I love the first time he watches it where it's like only for like five seconds or whatever. And then it cuts away and he's like, that's it? And like, that's that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Sometimes I'll be on my phone and I'll be looking at something and I'm like, ah, video drum. <laughs> I throw it across the goddamn room or something. Um, <laughs> but the way they explain it logically in the movie is that video drum creates a tumor in your brain that gives you the hallucinations and the way that it is an analogy for real life is that when you watch anything not just porn but like a movie or like a video game you are deriving a reaction from that that is unlike any other reaction that you've derived from from real life like you you derive a much stronger reaction that's why some people are addicted to porn and like when the real time comes for them to get things together they can't and and like they can only like watch something on the tv and i can resonate with that a lot and that's why the movie connected with me because 
I felt like it captured that in a really goofy, like 80s body horror kind of way. I love the speech. The speech in the beginning, like explains it really well, where they talk about like overstimulation. She's like, do you think that this stuff is affecting society negatively? The girl's like, well, you know, we live in a very overstimulated world. I don't necessarily think that, you know, people when they watch Mortal Kombat, they're going to do Mortal Kombat. But people mm -hmm. are into this stuff because because it's very tantalizing and they just consume it constantly, like all the time. And that's what we do in our society. Right. We're always playing video games. We're always watching TV. We're always, you know, everyone's always watching porn and stuff. And some people can't get out of it. And the video drum is talking about how it's just going to take over your life and how it's going to encompass everything you do. And you're not even going to know the difference. Like I've had my shameful like arcs where I'm like addicted to porn and it's just like how they show it in this movie. Like I know the hallucinations are like really extreme and out there, but it gets to a point where like you go back into the real world and there's like this weird sense of clarity. Like, Oh yeah, this is what it's like to like be around other people and be in like a real life setting. But when you're in video drone mode, like your brain is only wired to fuck with like videos like that and stuff. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what happens to him. And I like the way they explain it with like the tumor. And then the guy's like, it's not even a tumor. I think it's just a new part of the brain. It's like, we're evolving like mentally. That's, that's kind of the idea behind it. And that's why I fuck with the concept so hard. Yeah, I see that, but it's like, how do, uh, so if you watch video drone, like you're under, you're under its spell. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they the government like uses that and makes you assassins. Yeah, I get I get the video drone thing. Mm -hmm. Like what you said is absolutely true, mm -hmm. right? Especially when it comes to like porn and stuff, right? Very true. But um, it does get I a just, little I, wacky. I just can't. Get, I can't get behind it. Mm -hmm. I feel like like. I, like it's like he watched the tape and then like he just became an assassin and yeah. then like they fuck with him and shit. I get I I get it, but for me it's it's kind of too it's too wacky, wacky mm -hmm. jacky. Yeah, it is very wacky jacky. It reminded me a lot of like Wicked City and uh, like Fist of the North Star, and I really fucked with that kind of tone in a live action setting. Did you notice mm -hmm. that like the vagina chest? was in Wicked City. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that's what they did. That like, Wicked City already did a reference to like the thing, like the movie, the thing. And that was very clearly like in Wicked City, like a reference to this. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's so cool. Um, I was so happy to notice that. Uh, and I looked, I immediately was like, when did Wicked City come out? When? I got to find out. And, and it came out after. So that's so dope. Yeah. 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 I this... feel like uh, I feel like everything apart from like the wacky shit, mm -hmm. I think like it's really cool. Yeah. Like, um, this movie is so eighties. You know, when he shoots yeah. the guy and the wall bursts. <laughs> I fucking love that. The transition is so bad. Like the guy just disappears randomly, and it's just a puff of smoke, and the wall breaks. It's like okay, <laughs> I love it. He James Wood just walks out like nothing fucking happened. It's. It's so, it's so goofy. Um, I really yeah. do fuck with it. Yeah. One, but my favorite part is the ending mm -hmm. uh, with the TV, the TV thing. Because uh, I saw uh, 
saw an explanation and they were saying it's like <sighs> yeah i love the end it was like uh he, he He's he uh he fell victim to the video drum, right? And right. then or like to the TV. But at the very end it was like the T V like saved him, but he still killed himself because the T V told him to. Mm-hmm. So like he goes more in, in depth with it, but I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting. Like the thing like he thinks is about to save him. Is yeah. like made him kill himself. Right. I have my I have like a whole like interpretation. I didn't like watch any videos, but when I watched this like in the theater, I after a while this movie it, it really starts when they like take Videodrome like the cassette like physically and put it inside of him. Once, because like you know you were talking about like how outside of the goofy stuff you really like like the commentary. Are you frozen? Can you see me? Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if you froze. Um, they take like. The, the commentary of this movie, I love the way they explain Videodrome. The guy's like, the guy says that like uh, the retina, the, the, the TV screen is like the retina of like the mind's eye or something. And I looked it up and I can't explain it like in detail, but literally like on the Wikipedia page, like the, the first sentence is like the retina is kind of like a roll of film. It operates the same way. So film and like how it projects like onto a TV screen and forms like a thing of perception uh it's the same like function that our retina does so he's saying that this is a part of the brain essentially and it's a part of like the physical form which gives it like a raw experience so when he puts the cassette inside of the dude now the projector is his retina so everything that he sees is like a direct feed into his brain before it was so thoughtful in my opinion like the movie was very thoughtful about being like this is a this is a hallucination this is not a hallucination and the movie like very explicitly tells you and then it pulls like paprika shit where it stops talking about it and you you don't even realize it but you're watching it and you're just taking it all at face value like oh yeah this is all real like he's he's doing all this because there's nothing there's no black swan shit to like go back and be like oh i guess it didn't happen like they don't ever like he killed like the 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 fucking guy with the curly hair and they don't go back to it until you like no he didn't actually die bro like it's not none none of that happens so it's like what is real and what isn't real from that point on when videodrome is injected directly into him um and i think that i think what changes is that narratively he because videodrome is directly inside of him now the part of his brain that hallucinates that is into like the you know pornographic like extreme stuff like he has this new level of perception that is like unleashed fully so the guy when he's like i'm gonna put video drum inside you and you're gonna listen to more of my orders he's like no i'm not and he just turns his hand into a grenade and that's how he gets that power to like do whatever and like Mm. because you know because video drum gave him those powers it gave him that that new part of his brain and in the ending when when he's like yo long live the new flesh like i'm gonna ascend and i'm gonna become something much bigger than video drone much bigger than my body i'm gonna go into like a different plane of existence i was i genuinely sat there i don't know about you but i sat there expecting there to be more to the movie i i genuinely <laughs> thought like there was gonna be like 30 more minutes and we're gonna watch him they're gonna present it in some cool way 
because like the movie doesn't really make sense visually anyways. So they're going to present it in some way where he's going to be fighting Videodrome without even having his body. So when he kills himself and the, the credits roll, I was like, that's it. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Um, but when he kills himself, the movie's over because he died. He does not ascend. He doesn't get crazier like and go into like a different dimension or whatever and actually defeat Videodrome. Videodrome won. Videodrome beat him at the end of the movie because he was in his hallucination and he believed that he like grew out of it um, and he believed or or and this was the this was the thing that blew my mind I was like screaming in the car like three in the morning I was like oh my god <laughs> like the Videodrome is a cassette right like Brian Oblivion who is the old man on the TV he's sitting there being like like yo fucking I, I i like even though i'm dead like i i consider myself to be immortalized in video form like so he had the tumor he had all that shit happen to him and he decided that he was going to like live on on the cassettes in that kind of way and that's what's happening to the main character we the movie is called videodrome and the main character's life his cassette is the movie that we're watching. That's at least my perception. I don't know what the video UI said, but when I found that out, I was like, oh my God, this is Videotrome. And it works. It works so much because the hallucination that that you believe in the second half of the movie that you just, you don't even ask yourself like, is this real? Is this not real? You literally think it's all real because the movie's not telling you that it's not real anymore. The fact that you start to believe it in the same way that he starts to believe like the hallucinations that he feels like the TV's talking to him and he's like whipping the girl, but he, he's like in the TV room, whatever the fuck they call it. That's that literally happens to you because you believe that the, sh the fake shit is the real shit. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's five head. It's five head. It's so like, oh my God. Yeah. And that's my interpretation. And I, I'm afraid to look up some black swan shit and it'd be like, that's not the ending I intended. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. That is the coolest like interpretation I can have. I I personally think it makes sense. It, it makes sense in my head. I've, I've thought about it for a little while. And when when I figured that out, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's just like Millennium Actress. Um, I, I love it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're watching video drama. <laughs> We're watching Videodrome. Is this real? Are you real right now? Are you Videodrome? I don't know what's real after I saw the movie. <laughs> Bro, nothing's real. Everything is just a matter of perception. That's 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 what they said. Your retina is just a movie, Manny. Your brain is just a movie. I am not here. Watch me grow antennas. <laughs> I I am not real. I am a figment of your imagination. You you conjure me into being when you text this me. You this is why you recommended the movie. You know? <laughs> I am Brian Oblivion. Face reveal. Then <laughs> <laughs> you just like the the retina is the <laughs> like start talking. Like, yeah. like you see, Manny. What I've done here is that shown is you a glimpse of video draw. Dude, that's exactly what I did. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dude. Oh my god, bro. Bro, this like oh my god.
Oh, dude. Bro, I love it, man. I love it so. I'm obsessed with this movie. That ending is so fire. Fuck. It's even fire both both ways. It's fire. Yeah. Yeah. What's your way? Your way is insane. What's the other way? What What's the other way? Like, what, what was the like, one you were saying? Like, he fell victim to a video drone. He slipped mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. That, to me, was still great. Mm-hmm. But this ending you brought up was... That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I... I love, I love when movies do that. They make you, like... Like, like that's what Perfect Blue did to me. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's how you know a movie is great. For mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's nice. It... It connected with me in every way because I love like 80s like I love cheesy bullshit like that like I really do love the tone of like Wicked City and Fist of the North Star I love the tone of this movie I love I just love he like shoots the guy uh, at the end of the movie and he's like death to video drum long live the new flesh runs away the guy's like, like it's like what the fuck is even happening anymore it's it's I, I love that um, and I I just I really, I really love this movie. I love like practical effects, you know. I think they all look awesome. Like the guy, mm. like the bubbles coming out of him. I, I'm like, damn, that looks so cool, man. Yeah, I, I really, I really liked it. That's that's the that's the general, that's the general gist, bro. That's the that's the dilly and dally, man. That's what I got. Video drum. Video drum. Yeah. Video jump. This is a movie where like let's try running back real quick because the movie isn't telling us what's real and what's not. It's like we, you're saying like we fell victim to like video drum. Yeah, because like, we mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's yeah. One there was one part of the movie that like resonated with me so hard. Like when he's first watching video drum before he even really knows that it like causes hallucinations and stuff. It's it's. It's Brian Oblivion talking on the cassette. When she first gives him the cassette, he's like, I need to talk to Brian Oblivion. And he's like, he only talks to cassettes. Here you go. And he plays it at home. And Brian's talking and he's explaining like the retina and like perception and da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, and because uh, a film is basically just like the retina, it emerges as raw experience. And it, it comes off as if it's real. And then he goes max but his audio is not digitized like he's coming from the tv screen they changed the audio to sound like real life and i had the same reaction the character in that setting is having where i'm like that's real obviously it's not real to me because i'm watching a movie but it does feel real because i'm watching it through his character because videodrome is is videodrome <laughs> like it's it's so good i i love this movie i i really I really fuck with it. This is um this is a movie that there are some movies that I deliberately hold off on watching because I know they're gonna be like tens for me, like American Psycho, Taxi Driver, da 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 da. This is a movie that I was like, it's whatever. It's gonna be like maybe a seven. I th- th- this this I this is one of like my favorite endings like I've ever seen in a movie. It resonates with me <laughs> so much. It connects with me a lot. And I don't know if I want to give it the 10 but the ending and what the movie represents like thematically right here it's a 10 in my heart it's a 10 in my retinas it's a 10 Mm -hmm. in my retinas so um, you were brainwashed to give it a 10 yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i was you know what manny that's so fire i love that you said that i'm just gonna give it a 10 just (laughs) because 
<laughs> it's just because you said that. I'm gonna people are gonna be like, why'd you give it a ten? And it's like, bro, because I got video drummed, bro. It video drove me into giving it a ten. You give him a cassette. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh man. Imagine if you actually own a Blu-ray of this movie. Like that is video like you're holding it in your hand in the same way that the dude like and it's like fleshy and going, ah <laughs> it's uh, it's great. Yeah. Um that's dope. Uh you definitely made the movie better. I'm glad. I'm glad I did. Uh the only reason I recommended this movie was because even if you didn't fuck with the tone, I had to talk about how I connected it to like perfect blue and stuff. It felt way too important. Like I, I wonder if Satoshi Kone saw this movie. Um, you know, there's other pieces of media, like there's a book called The Double, I think it came out like even before this, that inspired like, I think Satoshi Kone and Darren Aronofsky and stuff. But um, this movie definitely is running, Videodrome is running off of the same logic as like, as like Perfect Blue, where it's like, is this real? Is this not real? I don't see a lot of movies do this. And I thought that Black Swan and the Satoshi Kone movies were the only ones, but I'm happy to say that there's another one that joins that pantheon. And I'm happy to say that I enjoy that one a lot. <sighs> you know, I got to kind of hold off on it. I got to give it a nine for now. I, I want mm. to give it a 10, but I'll show some restraint and I'll, I'll give it a nine. And it's, a, it's going in my list of possible tens. Uh, that's that's why I'm going to give video drum. What do you give it? Give it a seven. Good. All right, Manny. That is it. Very concise very quick um i love it thank you thank you for doing this i appreciate it uh now what do we have for the next one you got got an anime or a movie i'm gonna recommend a movie yay i'm gonna recommend city of god city of god where have i heard of that one before um yeah uh, i've wanted to see this movie for years now there's a lot of movies called city of god what year 2002. Okay. You got like, uh, I think it has like a super high rating on. Um, but I've been meaning to watch this for years. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a social media site called Letterboxd and it's basically like IMDB, but you can like follow people and stuff. And Letterboxd has like a top 250, just like IMDB does. And on Letterboxd, this is number 24 on the mm. top 250. Lehane? on letterbox is number 31 mm. Mm, yeah yeah i never heard of either of these movies before these really? were ne neither of these were on my watch list so yeah i'm excited check this out city of god 2002 um it's on hbo max interesting all right yes sir cool nominated for four oscars wow this is an american yep. film no no in Brazil. Nice. Awesome. I'm coming in with all the foreign shit, man. Yeah, please do. <laughs> please do. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Yeah, we've, been, we've been going foreign three episodes in a row. We got the Korean, yeah. France, mm -hmm. now Brazil. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it's just in Brazil or if it's like, or if they like, are they speaking Portuguese? I don't know. I don't know either because usually when a movie is like foreign it'll get nominated for like best foreign film at the oscars yeah but uh this one this one got nominated for best no best picture but best director best writing 
best cinematography, best editing. Come on. If it's got all of those things, just give everybody a favorite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that qualifies. Yeah. It must have been an insane year in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. What one? What one? <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story. Toy Story, yeah. Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind? Yeah. That one. Best Picture. I've never heard of that movie. Who's that actor? I mean, actress. Jennifer Connelly? Where have I seen her before? Oh my God, where have I seen her? She's in Top Gun. She's in Top Gun Maverick. And Requiem for a Dream. She was the fucking... She was the Nina of Requiem for a Dream. I've never seen that. It's from the Black Swan, man. They have the perfect blue shot in that movie. With her. She's the uh, one doing it. Yeah. <laughs> She's the one in the tub going, Ah! <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, dude. Um, okay. So, City of God. Now, this this is the episode, Manny, where uh, I'm going to... We're going to do this after I come back because I think we're stacked up on episodes. So, uh, the Force Majeure one will come out on the 15th. This one will come out on the 29th. And by the time I come back, the next episode will need to be on the 12th of August. And I'll be back on, like, the 3rd or the 4th of August. So, we got time. Uh, to record after I come back. I know that was confusing. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> August like seventh is when like we'll record next, like the Sunday, the first Sunday of August. Oh, like August. August. So we have a whole month. We have a whole month. Yeah. Do you want to do a show? Yeah, we might as well fucking stack up. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well a stack whole up. Month. We might as well stack up, bro. We might as well stack up. You want to do I like more than one movie? Absolutely. Okay. I want to watch seven. I never watch seven. I've never seen seven either. Let's watch yeah. seven. Boom. Seven. Cool. I guess I'll recommend something. Um, mm-hmm. when you say stack up, you want to do more than more than three? I don't know how that's gonna fit in the in the little picture. Mind you, I am gonna be like on trip doing shit, so I don't know how much time I'll have. Like, mm-hmm. so I can't do like a katana Atari like type <laughs> type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like a. Go ahead. I'm not doing the anime because the anime I'm gonna be watching from now is gonna be like anime I have on the side while doing it. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Uh, Susan Mia. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Well, let's see. So, like, I'm pretty much. I'm not gonna recommend no like shows. I think they're gonna be like bangers anytime soon. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you know, uh, the next episode for the Force Majeure episode will come out on the 15th so that's like the week of like the one year anniversary of the podcast but we're like getting really close to it um we're getting like dangerously close but even though this episode even though this episode will come out way after that uh i guess this can serve as like season two of like the little podcast that we do and i guess with this new introduction to things (laughs) yeah i know a lot of things have changed man a lot of things have changed. Your do rag has changed. Now it's pink, <laughs> pink do rag. Um, episodes are now about movies. They're more concise. I like the way that we like this episode. Like the way we did it. I like the way we did it because I I don't have time to be like writing a fucking thesis on like every goddamn movie that we watch. So it's okay to hop on and not really to have anything to say about Akira. Not really to have like much to like talk about. Like fully formulated. Um, and we can even do two movies if we feel like uh, 
like we don't have much to say about like if we feel like we don't have like a third movie to pick or whatever to like save time so and we're gonna veer away from anime um we're not gonna be obligated to recommend anime every episode at least i i won't so that's uh those are the changes and then in in the in the very hypothetical that this pops off if if this does if people do end up watching this and we do like get an audience i would like to do like q a as like a section i don't know if that's ever going to happen but in the off chance that it does be prepared for that if if you're interested because i think that would fill out like the extra section after the, the movie talk we have our ramble that we talk about the movies and then q a that's how that's how i would want to do it but yeah that's that's uh that's all we got so i'm gonna recommend a third one uh i'm gonna mm -hmm. recommend this will be a good movie to start season two with all right i'm gonna recommend battle royale directed by kinji fukasaku uh from 2002 i believe um that's gonna be my recommendation uh, 2000 from 2000 this is isn't this like the first battle royale yeah <laughs> and that's what people say people say that this is where the term battle royale comes from you know um i was gonna save this factoid for when we actually talked about it but uh quentin tarantino at one point in time i don't know if he still feels this way but he said this was his favorite movie at one point in time which mm -hmm. is interesting uh he said that if if this guy didn't make this movie, then he would have made this movie, which has me excited. Um, so, yeah, that's my recommendation. Seven, Battle Royale and City of God. I guess that's it, Manny. Um, happy one-year anniversary. It's been so long. Can you believe it? It doesn't even feel like a year has passed. Dude, that's, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love, I love this shit, bro. Thank you, Manny. <laughs> I love this shit too. I look forward to this all the time. This is um, this is what I, this gives me this gives me a reason to, to watch movies, to wake up in the morning. I I enjoy this a great deal. Thank yeah. you. Thank but you. I love having this. it. Like I love having like, the episodes I have on the list like recorded. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever go back and like listen to them? I listen to what we have to say all the time. No, I haven't gone back yet. Mm. It's going to be cathartic when you do. You're going to be like, wow, I forgot what I said about da da da, da. I remember like so many things that you said and so many things that I said, like so many things ingrained in my head, especially the way you said it, like fucking wear the black suit. <laughs> like I just, ugh, it's so good. I need to go back to the, the Baki episode. <laughs> We talk about Baki a lot, man. <laughs> There's so much Baki talk. But I must be a, a fan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it, bro. It's gonna be a month till the next time we see each other. You're getting back in fucking October. That's so soon. Oh. Wow. What are you doing for this vacation? Or whatever you do? I'm going to Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, Canada. So I'm gonna be so the city is like operating the same way, but all the local theaters in that town are going to be running like early screenings of movies that aren't out yet. So I'm going to be watching a bunch of shit that I will be watching with like a bunch of other people that are going to the festival, whether they're they live in Canada or they're traveling from like out of state in the same way that I am. And uh, 
hopefully everything goes well. Um, hopefully nothing, nothing goes wrong, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. There's going to be, you know, I have to like buy the tickets and stuff, so there's no guarantee, but hopefully I'll be able to see the new Masaki Yuasa movie. That's like the main anime thing. And, uh, fucking Hideaki Anno, um, he's got Shin Ultraman coming out like a live, you know, Ultraman, like mm -hmm. he's got like live action Ultraman dropping and that's going to be great. So, and then there's a bunch of other shit. So I'll, I'll come back with, with a lot of stuff and some anime to talk about. Uh, yeah. All right, Manny. See you in a month. Do you got anything else? That's it for me. That's it for you. All right, bro. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate you. And I will see you uh, on August 7th. Write that down in your little calendar. Gotcha. August, August, 7th. August, yeah, August 7th, Sunday. All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Manny. All right. Bye-bye, homie. Deuces.